Good day and welcome to episode 105 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and this week joined once again by very good friend of the show, Jimmy Good, the host of the Critical Reviews Podcast. Jimmy, it's great to see you. How have you been, buddy? I've been just fine. Thank you so much again for having me. It's always a pleasure to get like a little notification where you're like, hey man, do you want to come be on the show? I'm like, yes, I do want to come be on the show. Like, please. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. I'm always happy to have you on. And that's why it's great to know that like when I need someone to talk video games with, I can always count on Jimmy Good. I throw up like the Jimmy Good bat signal and then you just see it in the sky and then that's how we get going. Anytime. I, I want to be like, I don't know if you're familiar with My Hero Academia, but I just want to be like All Might and just like I am here. And then just if you need me, I will show up whenever you need so, so yes. I know I am not a fan of I'm not a big anime guy, so I'm not into that. But I know there's a few people listening who probably will get that reference. So Good. shout out to all of them. Yes. For the My Hero Academia reference. <laughs> but it is great to have you. We got some fun things to talk about because you and I have both been playing some pretty great games recently. So we're going to talk about a little bit of Death Stranding, a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. And then to kind of close out everything, we're going to go through the Game Awards nominees because those came out recently. And uh, yeah. A little bit of a little bit of conversation surrounding this, so we're going to kind of go over you know some of the categories that stuck out to us and some of the things that we were surprised by. Maybe some some games that got snubbed. I know the big one is the Outer Wilds, so we'll get into all of that. But before we get into our good conversation, we do have to keep the house clean. So please follow us on social media. We're at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and then go check out the website, which is PlusOnePlayer.com. There you can grab links to the Discord. We have a great community. We'd love to have you, unless of course you're racist, in which case. You don't get to listen to our nominations, so no fun for you. After all that, if you enjoy hanging out in the Discord, if you enjoy the podcast, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two. Every dollar you give us will go right back to the show. And it is the last episode of the month, so we'll be shouting out our wonderful Patreon supporters at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. And can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the sponsor of the show. That's Nerdiest Brands. So go check out nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com for all of your nerdy fandom desires. They have amazing gear. And the holiday season is coming up. So if you're looking for the perfect gift for the gamers in your life, make sure you're going on over to nerdiestbrands.com and use the code plus one discount at checkout. That's plus the number one discount you'll get 15% off your order. So go check them out. They're fantastic. And with that, the house is clean, and it's on to episode 105. But before we get started, I do have to ask, because you are I know you're a fan of Disney. You've, oh. you've spent some time at Disney World. Just a little you've bit. Had, I know you've had some podcast episodes about it as well. Yeah. So I got to ask, did you get Disney Plus? Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, so oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I did the seven-day free trial to start, and now I think it's just ticked over. I'll probably get the year's worth, and I'm still trying to find a, the most intelligent way to bundle it with Hulu because yep. apparently there's a way to do it where it's like if you get a Hulu account and then add on Disney Plus because I kind of want both. But, yes, anyway, to answer your question in short, yes. I do have. What have you been? What have you been watching? I imagine the Mandalorian. Yes, you're wearing a Star Wars short. So for for people that are listening to this, he's got a Star Wars short on right now. Wait, there's a there's a Star Wars TV show? No, uh, that'd be amazing (laughs) if I like got that service and didn't know about it. Uh, Yeah, you're like, yeah, I've actually never heard of it. What what are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, So Mandalorian, obviously, uh, the Imagineering story, which is really really good. Uh, It's a little docu series about kind of how Disney Imagineering has come together over the years, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've been watching primarily star wars rebels catching up on that 
because yep. I missed out on like season four and I think a good chunk of season three. But the one that I really want to recommend to people is go back and check out Gargoyles. I've been watching Gargoyles, yeah. one of the greatest, probably the greatest theme song for a cartoon, and I know that's inflammatory, but just check it out. And within the first seven or eight episodes, they've already had a talk about, like, distrusting humans and, like, all these kind of, like, complex themes, and there was an episode on gun violence, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, it's a, it's held up really well, and it's actually a lot more adult than you would think it would be. So that's what I've been watching. You're not the first person to say that. So one of our Patreon supporters and also uh, my co-host of the Destiny podcast that we do, What We Keep in the Shadows, we are coming back with that. We, we took a couple weeks off because life got in the way. Yeah. But we're, re- we're recording another episode this weekend. Um, but sh- Maria, she was saying that she, as soon as she got Disney+, Plus, she went back to Gargoyles and she's been loving it. So it's become highly recommended here. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to do that next because I, what I've been watching is I went right away to the Spider-Man animated series. Oh my and gosh, yes. My goodness, that show is still so great. I do have a complaint though. He is just constantly running out of web fluid at like the most inopportune time. It's yeah. like, buddy, yeah. you you gotta just bring a couple of more. Like yeah. what are you doing? They're not that big. He can fa- he's a genius, right? So yeah. like he can fashion something together, but it's always at like the most inopportune time. Oh, a lot of web fluid again. It's like, wouldn't he have learned his lesson by now? But other than that, it's been just an amazing ride of just complete nostalgia. And I also threw on, because I have been watching The Mandalorian. That show is very entertaining. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I'm very much a casual fan. But very entertaining television, so I'm enjoying that. But uh, a little bit more nostalgia. I went and watched Toy Story again. And my oh. God, it looks amazing in 4K. <laughs> oh, is it really? Okay, good. They, like, up it and stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. It looks fantastic. So I, I had a great time rewatching Toy Story, which is one of my favorite movies of all time growing up. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting I'm enjoying it because I have a Verizon Wireless for my cell phone provider, nice. so I was able to get a year for free. Well so, done. Uh, I'm living I'm living the high life this year. Yeah. Of, with all my Disney nostalgia, so it's a good purchase. Yeah, for sure. Well, good for you, man. I think uh, that's a good segue though to jump into one of the games that uh, you've been playing probably a little more than I have. I've only been playing right now, kind of the early portions of it, <laughs> but this game just came out. And it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, EA. So all of a sudden, like, Respawn is just, like, making great game after great game. Like, yes. Look at their catalog now. It's Titanfall 1 and 2, Apex Legends, and now this. So, like, they, they've got a, they got a few, few bullets in the chamber of just, like, quality games. Mm-hmm. And so this came out, you know, right? It kind of sucks because it came out in a spot where it, it's not able to be nominated for any of the game of the game game awards, which is kind of a bummer because it definitely deserves some some recognition from just even the little bit I've played, but a lot of what I've been seeing, and you know, just reading from other critics. So, how far are you in right now? Yeah, that's a good question because the game doesn't really have a, a ton of linearity in how yeah. you pick the planets. So I am, as far as hours go, I'm probably anywhere between 10 and 15 or so, mm-hmm. maybe. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I've hit up like three or four planets for the most part, if that helps. Not spoilery. <laughs> Have you gone to, was it Dathomir? Yes. Uh, actually, weirdly enough, I saved Dathomir, and that was the last planet. That's where I saved. But a lot of people will go to that one uh, as like your first choice, your second planet. And there's like a portion I've heard that you can... I couldn't get past it myself, but there's a, a, a spot where you're supposed to jump 
And if you make that jump and you're not supposed to be able to, you might not have access to the force powers you need to progress. So some people have had to restart their games. So if you're on Dathomir and you can't get past a certain point, there's probably a reason for it. So that makes me like nervous, but also like, okay, I'll just come back later then. Like, you know. Yeah, because I saw Mitch Dyer tweet about it and he goes, as soon as you're able to go off the beaten path, go check out Dathomir. You won't be ready. That's fine. And he just goes, just focus on exploring. And when you find it, you'll know. Yeah. And so, like, I I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Mostly because, like I said, I'm a very casual Star Wars fan. Sure. But I can definitely relate to the fact that, yeah, I am not ready to be a Dathomir. Um, so I'm trying to find, like, whatever this is. But there's this one section where I just keep getting my ass kicked. Because I am not uh, a big, like, Souls, Bloodborne type of guy. Like, I've played a little bit of Bloodborne. I do enjoy it, but it is very difficult to kind of get used to. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of still getting used to the combat and, like really focusing more on parry like parrying and and timing and all that as opposed to just kind of like going you know guns blazing and trying to like use my lightsaber to tear everybody apart yeah a little bit of an adjustment for myself but i do want to figure out like whatever mitch was teasing because like now i'm so intrigued i'm like what the fuck is here like i need to i need to find this do you want me to tell you what it is you know what Let's not, because okay. I don't want to spoil it for, okay. for the listeners. And because, like, I do kind of want to be surprised. But what, what I will say is, can you tell me, like, how deep do I have to explore Dathomir? Uh, it's not super deep. I think it was okay. off to, like, the... Because um, when you get to Dathomir, if you kind of head off to the right and kind of go as far as you possibly can, you'll reach a point, like I was talking about, where you can't really progress past it. And yep. if you backtrack, um, instead of going back the way you came, if you go down, like, down a tunnel that thing he's talking about should be in there and the the weird thing about this specific thing is that there are I, apparently i've heard like three different ways to obtain or have this moment happen and yes. this is like one of the most unceremonious ways to have that happen it just kind of happens because i think the developers thought like all right if you got to this point in the game and this hasn't happened for you here it is so just in case you were to miss it here it is yeah. so it's one of those kind of weird things where you're like okay i all right, this just happened and nobody even said anything about it. And it's kind of a big deal, but not. So yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's okay. a good thing. Now, now I'm even more interested. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to keep it as vague as possible. So how are you enjoying the, the world exploration? Because I think that is one of the more appealing parts of it is, yeah. is the fact that you can go from world to world and you don't have to abide by that, you know, a to B structure. Yeah. I really do enjoy it, and it gives me the the Tomb Raider feels more so even than, like, Uncharted does. Because Uncharted, mm-hmm. the trick with that game is it looks like it's more open, but it's very linear, with yes. at least in the first or the earlier ones. But then Tomb Raider has always been like, all right, look at this huge area. Like, try to find your way through it. We're not going to necessarily show you how to do it, but you're going to figure it out. And yeah. I love that, and I think it's really fun. My only issue is that you get to the end of these planets, and they're like, all right, now you got to get back to your ship. And you can't take the exact same way back because you might have taken a slope down. So you have to find yeah. a new path out. And it sometimes can be a little difficult. Like I've gotten trapped a few times where I'm like, uh, how do I, how do I get out of here? Like, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> and I, I keep thinking that they're going to add like a fast travel to those, um, the meditation points, kind yeah. of like the bonfires and dark souls kind of, uh, right. and they might do that eventually. Not that I don't want to explore the levels. That's really fun. But the problem 
in a game like this for me is I don't really want to explore as much until later in the game when I get my full suite of powers because I just yeah. hate walking by the same walls and it's like red and it's like you don't have the force power to use on this thing and I'm like ah. so like it doesn't make me want to go out of my way as much until later and I come back and be like oh yeah I can do this I can do this I can do this I can do this so uh but yeah the exploration and the traversal is really fun I'm still getting used to it because sometimes there was like times when I would jump off a slope try to grab a rope it wouldn't work or yeah. like I would miss time like the wall runs which it all feels good, but at the same time, it doesn't feel as fluid as Titanfall 2 does, like the wall mm -hmm. running. There's a weight to it, and I think that's on purpose. Uh, but I really think the levels, and sometimes you get in a cadence of moving through them, you're like, okay, this is the respawn I know. Like, they want you to run yeah. and jump through this whole thing really quickly, and it's really fun. And once you get more force powers, you get to actually interact even with the traversal mechanics in a new way. And, and then you start to feel more and more like a true Jedi. And so they weren't yeah. lying when they said that that's what they're going for. Cause later you start getting more and more things and you're like, okay, now it's starting to click. It's less dark souls and more like souls esque tomb Raider as a Jedi, which is right. Cool. Right. Yeah. One of the coolest things that stuck out to me when they first showed it was like, yeah, it, it kind of has this uncharted style of, I guess, world traversal. And I was like, all right, that that's got my interest peaked because I, I did always enjoyed how fluid Uncharted felt. Like you could clearly tell there were things that marked the environment to be like, yeah, you can climb on this, you can't climb on that, and so that that was always all right with me. But then once you found out that this was going to be like, yeah, you can actually explore pretty much any way you want to, that changes the game because then it becomes something that is more than just that linear story. Now you can have a little bit more. I guess, side mission value. And I'm not even saying there's so much as, like, side missions. I haven't really seen any so far. A lot of it has just been, like, go check out the world around you, and yeah. you kind of stumble into some situations. Like, I, I, I kind of stumbled into a situation in Dathomir where I ended up going into a room. The place that got my ass kicked is I ended up going into a room and, like, finding one of the sisters, and I was like, I don't think I should have found this yet. Because, yeah, they uh, they definitely took me down really quickly. Yeah. So I think that's why when on Mitch's tweets where he's like, yeah, you got to focus on exploring. It was literally like, yeah, don't try to fight anything. Yeah, even like the little, yeah, like the little spider things that were spitting venom at yes. me. Like those things were screwing me up. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I, I, I really got to take things slow over here. But I am enjoying just the the little, I guess, Star Wars moments so far. Like, of course, like they always have the adorable little droid. Like BD One is great. Yep. I, I can't. I've already started to like try to customize them, like with like different skins and stuff like that. So that's kind of fun. And you, like you were saying, like it really does. Even early on, like the lightsaber really does feel cool. Once you start to get used to the fighting mechanics then it does start to get that rhythm and you have to kind of figure out the timing of the different enemies. I do like the fact that they give you the option to kind of change difficulty. Like if you are yeah. trying to do things, you realize, you know what, this this part, like I just can't figure it out. You have the ability to kind of drop it down and try to get through. So that is a nice touch because that's one of the things about like the Bloodborne and Dark Souls games that I, I have a tough time getting past is like, I can get frustrated after a while and then what'll happen is I'll put it down and just not go back to it as opposed to like, yeah, if I can just get through this part and like maybe feel a little bit more comfortable, then I can kind of start doing a little bit better. But sure. so I like how Star Wars is kind of giving you the chance to learn on the go and it's like almost like a, a, a diet Souls game for people who are trying to get into that genre but still can't go full souls yeah. with like secure or anything so i do like that kind of like gap bridge that we're we're dealing with 
overall, I, I think that it probably could have used a little bit more time to like cook. Like you said, there are some, some janky things that'll happen. What do you think yeah. about the running, like the, the running in the game? I feel like sometimes, cause you said like sometimes it's tough to time a jump and things like that. Yeah. I really feel like it's a little awkward. I feel like running in games has got a problem. Uh, and this is one, I'm going to echo this sentiment from one of the people in my discord missile mage, but uh, God of war, when you run, sometimes it feels like you get that first burst, but then they just move the camera in and it looks like you're running, but you're actually not running. And in this game, you kind of have like, it is another weirdness because there's a, an ability you pick up or you can pick up where you deflect while you run. I recommend yeah. everybody get that immediately because sometimes you get in a fight with a ton of these guys. And if you could just run for a while, you can actually kind of get your bearings. But sometimes it does take a moment to like start up and running. Right. And then you're right. Like timing, it's not always super forgiving on the wall jumps when you're trying to jump to like a, like a slope thing or to, to grab something or to a rope. And that can be a little tricky. So I feel like between yeah. that and I have had on my Xbox one and it's an OG original Xbox one, I've had a lot of texture pop in. And I thought it was only for mm. a little bit, but like sometimes they'll be scanning something in a cinematic and there won't be anything there. And they'll be like, yeah, the Zepho are here. And then it'll show like the symbols like three or four seconds later. And I'm like, yeah, uh, like what? And sometimes I don't know. You're right. I feel like it could have used a little more time. But I think maybe the fear was, again, with most games is like, you know, how much time and money are we going to spend on it? And are we going to get buried next year in all the other crazy AAA games? Yeah, I don't know. So it, it it almost backfires if that was their fear like oh man next year is going to be tough like they're not even getting the recognition this year I know I mean, at least not for the game awards and I know there are plenty of other award shows for sure and there's plenty of other you know I, I would I would say prestigious awards in video games that aren't the game awards but right now you know the big commercial one like this is like the Oscars of video games so like yeah. this is the big show that's the end of the year everybody's watching it's got pretty much high production value at this yeah. point subway eat fresh but yeah we'll, we'll talk about that i'm sure yeah um so yeah it's kind of a bummer because now it, jeff Keeley did come out and say it's like yeah this could get voted on next year like if they decide to vote it into into the awards next year they can it won't so hopefully maybe it will but that's the thing is like next year is pretty packed so nope, it we'll won't. see it, it's gonna get buried and that's so sad because it's like the same with smash brothers like smash brothers came out last year and again it's like yeah i wish i wish this was a january show obviously we'll get to it um but yeah, I think this game is very deserving. And I think if you're on the fence about it, one thing you have to remember is this is the first time maybe a lightsaber in more of the modern games doesn't just cut through everything, which is hard for yeah. me. Like it's, it is a little frustrating because sometimes you think like lore wise, you're like, all right, I blocked an attack from a beast with my lightsaber and it didn't immediately cut that thing's arm off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you hit these things, you're like, how are these tanking these hits? You know, you're like stabbing these things. You're like, what the heck? But yeah. uh, it's part of the game. It's a game. Uh, so you got to keep that in mind. But remembering like, I think he's still a Padawan and like learning that he's still learning himself. He's not going to be the most adept duelist. So that's why he kind of uses it like a bat a lot of the time. Like yeah. Kind of like Ray does in Force Awakens and kind of so on. So yeah. uh, keep that in mind, too. So if you're going in thinking this is going to be more like Force Unleashed where you're just like plowing through everybody, it's like, no, there's going to be like four or five guys and you're going to have to deal with them because they can do a lot of damage to you, which is crazy to have stormtroopers that are actually accurate. I was like, that'd be great. I know. <laughs> just shoot like all of a sudden these guys can't miss. It's yeah, like exactly. Every Star Wars moment has told me otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> and I love and I was talking about this uh, and this is in Discord, too, but the chatter from the stormtroopers just take a minute and try to listen to them or when they're yeah. fighting you and stuff like some of that stuff is so good and if they kill you they'll say funny things like oh my god i killed a jedi this is gonna be great like you know like <laughs> it's stuff like that like the little touches that are 
so great and so like essential star wars and i think they really nailed that so kudos to respawn for that yeah for real i think like i said earlier like respawn has proven again that they're a very very good studio so i like i said i'm I'm a very casual star wars fan but this has been an enjoyable game so far like it's taken me out of my comfort zone for sure because like i said i'm not the best at these souls type games so still learning the combat but i'm having a good time doing it which is uh which is something i i think is a huge credit to the game itself like i love the world i want to explore more uh, i'm enjoying the story beats so far i think obviously like cal he's just kind of like he's just there like yeah. he is just your conduit like i don't think he's that interesting but so far like i'm interested in the other characters i'm, I'm curious to see more so definitely recommend on my end and so that's two recommendations yeah. for star wars jedi fallen order so go check it out and with that, let's move into talking a little bit about Death Stranding here. So this will be, I, I guess, kind of a review of sorts. Like, I'm not going to get really into spoiler territory. I still have every intention of doing a spoiler cast when I finally finish the game. I still have, I, I honestly don't know how many hours left, but I know a handful of episodes left because it does games, it does the game in episodes instead of like chapters or whatever. So I do have a handful of those left. However, I think other than knowing how the story concludes, I have a very firm grasp of, you know, this game and what it is and how I kind of feel about it. So the, obviously the big elephant in the room, I am a Kojima fan, Metal Gear Solid favorite series of all time, but going into this game, I was very unsure of like how it was going to play out. Everything I was looking at, it's like, I understood the basic premise. You're connecting the, fractured united states after a cataclysmic event and i'm honestly i'm okay with how some of the some of the i guess story isn't fully explained which is good because like a lot of it's like they're kind of figuring it out too which i imagine would happen if you have this cataclysmic event i can't imagine everyone's gonna know all the answers so i think that adds a little bit to it the names (laughs) like Heartman, die hard man I gotta just say, like, there's reasons behind them. The stories are just so dumb, though. Like, just some of the explanations of, like, why these names are and what they are. It's just one of those moments, just like Kojima, like, it's just him doing his Kojima things. And, like, for better or worse, like, that's what it is. And sometimes, like, I will say there are moments in this game that I got very frustrated, like, with some of his, like, Kojima antics. I gotta tell you, I really don't care about the monster energy thing. Like that was people were making a big stink about that. Like the way I see it, everything has been commercialized. Like there's been product placement in every form of entertainment I have consumed in my 29 years of life. So it like, whatever Kojima is constantly like, he doesn't even just break the fourth wall. He just like absolutely blows up the fourth wall in every single game he makes. So this and the ride with Norman Reedus ad, whatever. I can see how some people have a problem with it. For me personally, though, I just don't care about product placement. I just thoroughly don't. The gameplay, though, this is where it's kind of that, like, there are so many good moments in this game. Like, there are so many awesome times where I'm like, damn, this was an incredible experience. Like, the world is great the ability to build these structures and know that those structures are there to help other people. And like, it's weird. Like it's now become like the one social media that I don't hate. It's because like I sign into death stranding and I see like this person used your ladder. This person used your climbing anchor. This person went over a road you repaved. And then all these people liked your stuff. And it's just like, that's kind of cool because like we're all helping each other try to get through 
this game together. And so it's like a multiplayer experience that I've never really seen before other than Journey. Uh, shout out to Alana Pierce because she had tweeted out because like there it was i think it was probably like a hideo retweet where it's like this is the first strand game and she goes no journey was the first strand game and nice. it was yeah. journey was the first strand game but i don't know so i guess kind of thrown it to you like what kind of questions do you have for because i know you're you're more of an xbox player so yeah well i've got playstation as well i am not necessarily a kojima fan and so yes. i have not for me like there's i've watched this stuff from afar the games i've indulged a little bit and i've seen the controversy and it's so funny because um i think if you grew up playing them you have such a reverence for this guy and that's not necessarily a bad thing i don't think that's, yeah. that's wrong at all uh, it's just that i guess i don't have that so i think i'm a little more harsh so i've been trying mm -hmm. to watch other i was trying i watched a few reviews on it just to kind of get a feel for it I guess my question to you is, I've heard a lot of people talk about it being kind of grindy or there's just like a lot of running and walking and yep. stuff. And that's cool maybe for a few missions. And I, I'm sure they break it up, but it sounds like kind of the game eventually gets good, but there's a lot in the middle where you're like, oh my gosh, this is just like taking a long time. Do you feel any of that weight on you or is it just oh, like yeah. a fun experience? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah. So... I guess to, to break it up, the first part of the game, it's kind of a punishing tutorial because the like there's really no way to describe it other than that. Like I, You can change the difficulty setting. There's, there's a very, very easy mode, which is literally like, I just want to see the story and like move Norman Reedus around, but I don't really have to worry about anything. A regular easy mode, normal mode, hard. I think there might be one other. No, I, I'm playing on whatever's the second to hard, so I think I'm just playing on normal. And so the first part of the game is pretty much like a punishing tutorial because you have to get used to the, the mechanics of walking. And, like, that's what it is. Like, the, you there are mechanics to try to balance everything. It's all really with the triggers, L2 and R2. I see, like, a lot of people, like, stumbling around, like, falling all over the place. I honestly, that's not a big problem for me, the L2, R2. Like, when I see the, the, them, them just pop up on the screen, I just hit the buttons. And mm -hmm. then most of the time, you can stabilize yourself just by holding onto it for a little bit and then just kind of repositioning. So if, like, you're walking straight, you're good. I will say there are definitely, like, annoying hiccups, though. Like, there are some times where there's a rock that you look at and you're like, I should easily be able to just walk over this, but you have to hit X to climb over it. And sometimes that climb could lead him to doing some just inexplicable jump that'll then throw him off balance and so like there are definitely like times where you're like come on like this isn't it's not as fluid as it should be for what this game is trying to do because that's just like super frustrating because that's out of your control you know mm -hmm. if you're doing everything perfectly you've got everything arranged on your pack the right way you're holding the buttons but then because he had to hit x and because the game decided to send him on a jump when he didn't have to now you end up falling over losing your cargo it's a mess. So mm -hmm. that stuff, I agree, super frustrating. And now once you get past that first section and you get into the second section of the world, that's when it really starts to get fun, though. And, like, that's where they said, I think that's what he meant, where, like, you know, like 10 hours into the game, like, that's where I started to really, really click with it. Because you start to unlock some better abilities. You start to unlock vehicles, which is a huge help once you can use trucks because i'm not a fan of the motorcycle i think the motorcycle handles so bad so i prefer the trucks but once you get the truck it really makes things so much better and in the second section you're able to start rebuilding roads and having the ability to just drive on these roads is super great but 
after you do like a bunch of stuff there, I'm in the part now where I'm pretty sure this is what everyone's referring to as the slog of the game. Because there is just this, like without spoiling too much, chapter six for me was just constant frustration. I was not enjoying what I had to do. It, w- it became really exhausting to play the game. Like, I had to, like, put the controller down and play it in intervals. And so, like, I just got past all of that stuff. And now I'm getting to a part where I think I'm getting close to the end game. However, there are parts where it all of a sudden, like, forces combat on you. And in a game that is really designed to avoid combat, and in a game that the combat mechanics are not the best. Like, the, it's a third-person game, and the third-person shooting is trash. And so there are certain parts that you have to do where you have to become a third-person shooter. And it's not a good third-person shooter. So those sections are super frustrating because you just want them to end. And that's that's not what that game should be because those are the moments where it's like, all right, this is like I'm, I'm interacting with some of these major characters that end these moments but I really just want to get through it. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Well, that's, that doesn't sound like, it sounds like there's a high point, but it's also, there's like, there's a peak here, but there's two big valleys on either side of it, which yeah. might make it hard for you to kind of like wrap your head around how you really feel about it then. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to, obviously I still need to finish it. I think that'll, that, that, that may change how I feel about the overall picture of it. However, I'm in, because I've seen a lot of the reviews. I haven't read a lot of them because I wanted to go into it mostly blind. Yeah. And I know most people write reviews with no spoilers, but still there, there's just stuff in there that, yeah. you know, sometimes you still want to find out on your own. But I've seen the gist of just about all of them, yeah. you know? And I very much agree with the the fact that, like you just said, this is a game with peaks and valleys. And there are just amazing moments where you sit back and you can really appreciate what that game is all about. The beauty of it, it's it's incredibly well done in the terms of, like, the acting, the world. Like, it's a gorgeous setting. And the fact that you can pretty much climb on everything, minus some of those moments of jank, you know. The, the ability to pretty much kind of use the world as, like, your entire sandbox. I think that's a nice touch. And this whole social connection element. That's awesome. So, like, those things are really good. But then there are moments where it forces you to do things that the game is really bad at. And it just... It it needs to be shorter, I think, is what what I'm coming out of this. Is that if they took out some of this stuff that they had in this middle section... It really probably would have been received much better because there everyone's right. Like this is a, a very frustrating part of the game, and there are moments where I'm like, "Why do I have to do this?" Like, because I don't want to spoil this particular moment, but there's something that happens, and the explanation they give you is just like, "But why?" Like this is stupid. Like th- I've been told I need like these certain things to do what I'm supposed to do, and now all of a sudden I can't use those certain things. And so it seems like there's moments where they kind of force difficulty on you, which really sucks. Yeah. I don't like when a game does that because yeah, no. you should be rewarded for all the stuff that you now are able to use. Yeah, for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's the kind of the loop, right? Especially if you're running or walking for miles and miles and miles on end, you don't want to feel like, oh, I've pun- been punished for doing this. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I've already been punished. Thank you. Uh, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. So I guess my other question to you is there sounds like there's moments of like kind of 
it's like peace or it's serenity like you're kind of walking oh, yeah. the musical kick in and it's kind of just nice and it's not crazy there's no combat you're just kind of moving through place to place kind of a little reminiscent maybe of breath of the wild like some mm-hmm. of those moments where you're just kind of traversing through the world do you think those moments are justified or like are there enough of them to make you want to keep doing this i think there definitely can be because my favorite moments are like you said where the music kicks in because some of those are they it just like happens at these random times and it just works you know like the only way i can describe it is that it just fits and like all of a sudden you'll be kind of doing this mission or you're starting off a new mission or you've been walking like you said you know a thousand meters or whatever and you're finally getting to like the stretch run and all of a sudden the song just started at least slowly kicks on and it's just always like this nice peaceful mood setter and also it, it's good when the music kicks on because you know you're not going to get screwed with by mules or the BTs. So okay, sure. you're like, all right, the music's on. I can actually just relax for a little bit. Yeah. But the what I think the game does well is I really enjoyed building things for other people. Like there was a good couple hours one night I spent just collecting materials to rebuild a few roads. Like I wasn't doing any missions I was in an area of the map that I knew pretty well and that I knew didn't have, I knew my way around the BT areas. I knew my way around. Well, at this point I'd already taken out all the mules. Like I just had like them all unconscious so I could just raid all their stuff. But those were just like super serene moments. I got to enjoy the world. I knew I wasn't like doing anything super intense, but I knew I was like contributing to like the greater scale of everything for the game. So I think those moments are very justified. And I think though that's what like, is the coolest part of the game. I do I do enjoy the story. Like for as weird as it is, like I'm I'm enjoying the cutscenes, like I'm listening to it, like it is just this super mishmash of all types of sci-fi things that you could just throw into a, like a pot and just start boiling. You're like, "Well, this is what came out on the other end." Yeah. We're we're talking like multiverses, we're talking like ancient historical events, like it, it's it's a lot. <laughs> but hey, it's it's kind of fun because there are moments where it kind of reminds you that it's a video game and i think as a whole it's doing some cool things but it flounders a lot in the middle (laughs) yeah which is unfortunate because i wonder if they would have marketed this in a different way and they kind of talked about the aspects that you're like you know lauding like you're saying like these are the cool parts of this game I didn't know, like, I wouldn't have known any of this, like, you're helping other people thing, and, like, you know, that they're not really showing that off, they're more showing, like, isn't this world crazy? You can't even understand this world, but it's, yeah. like, that, I don't know if it's such a strong selling point, because that, this game isn't fully about how weird this world can be, you know, like, I almost feel like that, it's almost like the inspiration of P.T., and it was like, all right, let's take like this horror kind of craziness. And like, that was maybe the direction he wanted to originally go in. And they're like, no, you can't do that anymore. So he was like, I'm going to try to integrate this in a different way into this game. Yeah. That's about like community and working together, but it's also still going to be super duper weird, you know? So maybe that's the problem is yeah. like mixed messaging kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I agree because yeah, the marketing of it was very vague and, and ambiguous. And I, I, imagine for reasons but i agree like when everybody asked him like what does the multiplayer aspect because you keep bringing it up what does it mean he just was super vague about it it's like it's going to be like unlike anything it's going to be connecting you know making connections and social strands it's like that's great but those are just words yeah and so like when you see it in practice it's like oh yeah no this is pretty cool like i i thoroughly enjoy getting to an area because the way it works is like 
you put all these areas on the network and like the network is what connects everybody and then as soon as you put an area on the network your map opens up and you can see all the stuff that has been left and created by other people Mm -hmm. so it kind of unveils in that way Um, i'm not sure like i imagine it must segment certain people into like different servers or something because i can't imagine this is every single player in Death Stranding because I feel like if it was everybody in like one map, there would just be like shit all over the yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I, I, they must somehow make it so there's like dedicated servers that people are kind of grouped into or something. But either way, that is the the cool stuff that probably should have been marketed a little bit more because it is unique. Like I think it's doing something that you don't see a lot of games ever attempt to do in terms of like their multiplayer world. So that I think is great. Um, I will say for my closing thoughts on it, it has made me way more aware of the fact that I am certainly not ready to have kids because (laughs) anytime BB starts crying, my first reaction is just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like I'm trying to balance these packages. I'm trying to avoid the BTs dragging me into the muck and he's just like, ah, ah, ah. it's like, shut up, kid. So, yeah, I think I might just get a vasectomy after there I finish go. Death yeah. Stranding. <laughs> so we'll see. That's maybe, that's okay. We have a lot of people on this planet anyway. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's all right. It's all right. Overall, I would say it is a very cool game to experience. And if, as I said, I think the story is interesting. It's weird, but it's interesting. So if you're looking for that, play it on like the super easy mode because yeah, the gameplay can get frustrating and it takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of your time and patience in the middle of that game. Yeah. Maybe wait for it to be on sale. I and it's funny cuz like it, it it gets a lot of the nominations like we're going to talk about as we move into the the next part of the topic here, which is all about the the game award nomination. Nice little segue there. Nice. And so I think it's a good spot to move into because with Death Stranding, it got a lot of love in these nominations and naturally what happens is you get a lot of people who are complaining because naturally Jeff Keeley is admittedly a very big fan of Kojima they're good friends and he's in Death Stranding however Jeff Keeley's not nominating these people like it's a committee of like industry folks who are doing the nominations so let's just nip that in the bud like that is the one thing I will say. I do think this game deserves some type of recognition. I tweeted out yesterday with the way the Game of the Year awards are set up, like the the actual Game of the Year category. With the way that's set up, I wouldn't be surprised if Death Stranding actually won it. I don't think it will, though. And so I think yeah. we'll we'll save Game of the Year for our end one. But do to you kind of kick it off. I was going to ask you... I was going to ask you, do you think there's, because people know and assume and affiliate, you know, Jeff and Kojima together, do you think that some of them just to hopefully stay on as judges in the future felt like they needed to nominate it? Even if it was like their fourth or fifth spot, they're like, uh, or there just wasn't a lot of games this year. And they're just like, I guess Death Stranding just came out. So, you know, I would really hope it's not that they're trying to like keep Jeff happy. And I really hope that Jeff wouldn't be that, like that type of individual. Yeah. Like, I don't I, think so. I just, I, it's hard for him. Cause he's in a weird spot. Yeah. Right? And I know that the perception sucks, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't, th- like I, I thoroughly believe death stranding is worthy of recognition. Like the things that it was nominated for, it's not like, that's just like, well, why would that like best score, you know, narrative, things like that. I understand how they got all like i mean detroit become human won best narrative last year let's not just say that you know best narrative 
that yeah. this couldn't win that or something like that. Like, yeah, let's be real here. That's true. There's been some head scratches in the past, but like, I do think the game is worthy of these nominations. And so I think it's a bummer that the discourse immediately goes to, it's like, well, you know, are they on the take or stuff like that? Sure. So I wonder if they're going to try to like, if people want in the future, like public after the show, they'll be like, all right, release the voting numbers just so people yeah. like, do you think that would ever happen? Cause like, I feel like in gaming, the biggest thing about this group is that accountability is like the utmost and like gamers yeah. can hold people so much more accountable than like any other, like if a movie comes out and it's not good, it's just like, well, it's over. Like, you know, with games, it's like, it's not over. Like, it's yeah. still happening. So I wonder if anything will come of it. I did think it was interesting that it did get nominated for a ton of them. And, like, Action oh, Adventure yeah. or something was on there. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, here we I go. Guess, I mean, yeah, it's technically an action game. Yeah, so. right? So, uh, which I, I don't know where you wanted to start with, like, you know, those nominations. Because some of them on there, I kind of skip over all the esports stuff. Not that it isn't a big deal. And if you're listening to this and you're a huge esports fan, I totally understand it. It just yeah. I do not cover or follow any of that, so I have no idea who's good. No, who's bad, I am you know? I am right there with you. No, I mean nothing but love to all the esports folks, but yeah, it's just not something that's ever 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 grabbed my attention. So I figured we'll close it off with we'll we'll end it with our little game of the year. Yeah. But were there any categories that immediately stuck out to you? I still think they need to split up fighting and racing or whatever it is or is it fighting and sports my bad no sorry sports and racing my bad i always sports screw that and racing up. right 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 i always feel like because there's so many of all those games that come out and i don't know if they'll ever add another one. it's just like if you're gonna have like four or six different ones for esports i don't know why you wouldn't just is there not enough racing and sports games that come out each year because you always it's always madden not. fifa right are they both on there is Ma i forget if madden's on there or not yeah so for sports racing games we have crash team racing nitro fuel dirt rally 2.0 E football pro evolution soccer 2020 f1 2019 Whoa. fifa 20 also madden didn't even get on there no okay yes i just i feel like i just wish and i know there's some diehard especially racing fans i know one in particular and i just feel so bad because like i just wish that they would get their own category because i feel like if you're gonna have a crash on there that's pretty fun but like have that i wish that was yeah. its own thing like maybe they'll do that eventually but you know uh it is also weird to see smash Brothers on there because they didn't make the cutoff last year and maybe that's just a problem i have personally with like how yearly awards like this work yeah i just feel like it's just so like last year it might have had a shot because it was fresh and i wonder if that's why death stranding got so many nominations like if they had the voting in middle or late december would people be like oh my god super smash Brothers has millions of hours of like content basically or it's like infinitely yeah. replayable all this stuff the nintendo libraries built in this game so it's in there i just don't know if it's going to win much of anything. Right. And I think, because that reminds me of last year when, because Red Dead came out towards the end of the year. Yeah. So a lot of people thought that might end up stealing some of God of War's thunder. Yeah. It did not because, you know, the thunder of Kratos, it, it, it's it's loud. Well, Monster Hunter got snubbed. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say, guys. I'm still playing that game. Who else is still playing God of War? That's all I'm trying to ask you. Uh, oh, no, I, oh, man. Well, is Monster Hunter, is that in the best ongoing game? I think it might be. It might be, yeah, Let's which see. I thought was, I was like, oh, I, and I know some people are nominating it for Game of the Year because of, like, Iceborne being an expansion, and that gets gray, like a gray area, so. No, uh, Monster Hunter World is not best ongoing okay. game. Okay, I was going to say Dota and games, League yeah. of Legends and like, so eh, yeah. I think one of the things that kind of stuck out to me the most, and it kind of adds to like the whole commercialization of it. And we've seen this over the past couple of years because naturally it's getting bigger in production 
that means you need a lot more money. And so like, that's pretty much why we see it happen when, when it happens, because that's where the money is. I think it's really just like whoever was on their like planning team, they should have been like, let's not have the indie game award presented by subway you know like that oh no yeah (laughs) because like i i thoroughly get it like you need marketing you need ads but don't do like it it, it's just such a bad image when you're doing an indie game and then you're having this like huge chain sub maker yeah that's as the sponsor for it like have them be like the esports category sponsor or something like that but i do want to i bring that up because the indie game award like there were some really good indie games that came out of this and i think this is where we're probably going to end up seeing outer wilds take home the win and i think because a lot of people believe outer wilds probably should have been nominated for game of the year and i'm kind of surprised it wasn't because i haven't played it but i know matto has and um i think a few other of my friends i know manny has played it as well and they've had nothing but amazing things to, to say about the game so I'm kind of surprised that like in the same vein as Celeste last year where we knew it wasn't going to win game of the year, but like it was cool to see it nominated. I am a little stunned that Outer Wilds didn't get nominated there, but it, it's got some competition because you got Slay the Spire, you have Outer Wilds, My Friend Pedro, Grease, and then Disco Elysium, and then of course, Untitled Goose Game. This is sure. tough because... Yeah. Any one of those games could probably win it, but I do think Outer Wilds will probably get the get the nod for that. I wonder if Outer Worlds coming out and that one getting the nomination for Game of the Year more so, and it's not just like a naming thing, but if they were going to have like an underdog competitor for Game of the Year, if that took the spot and Outer Wilds got booted because of it. Yeah, it's. You know? I mean, it's just interesting because, like, I know I know you're a big Smash fan. Yeah. I could maybe see Outer Wilds getting in over Smash for that. Just because, yeah. like, I look at Smash as, yeah, it's a great game. I look at that and immediately say, that is not winning game of the year. Yes. Yeah, I get it. And that's the weird thing is, like, too, where you look at, like, what is game of the year? Like, I think that's the problem is that, like, we have to, like, and yeah. that, you have to ask all those judges, like, what does that mean to you? Because it's going to be different for everybody. Like, is it something, I know. like, for <laughs> us last year when, uh, we had four games nominated and we picked monster hunter world, which was like, but God of war came out. Red dead came out, but like, it was what we valued in that we oh, continued yeah. to value. But some people just see like the trend towards the cinematic and like high, high polish. And like, that's game of the year. Like, so I don't, I guess I don't know what the stipulation is. Like, I think they have a little blurb of like what game of the year means to the game awards. Yeah. You know, they probably give them a prompt and they're like, think of these games. But I also think, and this is not a disservice to the games that have come out this year. I think 2019 has been a little bit of a slower year and people like it had a beginning that was a little more prominent, but I don't think it blew people away yep. in the same way. And I, I saw this, I was looking through the snubs that people were saying and the one that, that came up the most to me, and it does hurt a little bit. It's Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I think that I game deserves that didn't more, get more. And I get it because it's linear but it, it looks really good. It plays really well. It's got a killer soundtrack and it's like a return to form for the franchise. And I could see why that one from the judges didn't get nominated because they're like, oh yeah, it's another Devil May Cry. But like yeah. these other games that came up, they're like, 
you know, they're a little like, that's why Death Stranding, I think, is going to get a ton of nominations because it's new, it's fresh. It's something they haven't seen before and it's in their minds. Whereas Devil May Cry 5 and Kingdom Hearts 3 came out way earlier in the year. And so it's like, nobody's thinking in fact January as much, you know, when you're getting, I know. asking to vote. I'm, uh, I'm honestly surprised that Resident Evil 2 remake has had the staying power that it has had, like getting the game of the year nomination. I've been saying that I feel like this could be a year where we see a game like Resident Evil 2 remake win it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hate it. Cause like, I love that game. Like I was a big fan of the original, but the, the remake was just everything oh, yeah. I wanted in a Resident Evil game. I'm not even a Resident Evil guy, but I saw the value in that game. And I think if they would have been a little, like, I get the reason why they probably named it this way. D- don't call it remake. Just call it RE2 or Resident Evil 2. Don't even, don't even, it's like God of War. They were like God of War and it wasn't a remake, but like yeah. if they would have had that, there'd be less of this conversation of like, is Resident Evil 2 even really like a new game? Or yeah, they built it from the ground up. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, it's it has incredible. the same, it has the same blueprint. Sure. Yeah. But it's a totally different experience. It's a different game. So it's like, yeah it should get a lot of love because that game right there is another example of like Capcom killing it. Capcom yeah. deserves love this year because between that devil may cry and monster hunter, like they've just been like, Hey, we love you. And here's like the best possible things we can give you. Like we're just yeah, going to keep giving I it was, to you. I was really stunned when devil may cry didn't get more notice, you yeah, know, because like going into it, I had been hearing from a lot of people that they thought that that was going to, you know, get at least get the nod for game of the year and the nominations. So like, I was a little surprised it didn't get that. I still have that. I have that review all edited up. I got to put it out. It's a great game. I gotta, I just say, even if you're not a fan of that franchise, like you could just appreciate how much fun and it looks so good and it yeah. just plays so well. And it's just, it, it knows what it is. So many games, I think, get so confused kind of like death stranding with like what am i like as a yeah. game but like devil may cry knows it knows so much of what it is it's not like trying to hide it it's not trying to do like high concept or anything it's like yeah we're an action game where our heroes like to make fun of the villains the whole time and there's yeah. rarely a dire circumstance it's just like oh yep here's another fight yep i ripped you apart like and you get to ride on a rocket that's made of your arm and you ride it like a skateboard like that <laughs> should deserve a little bit of praise but it yeah. got in there for action game i think which i was yeah. happy to see i was like nervous i was flipping through it i was like this better get in here for action game i was like it, how can it like not gears of war i love it gears of war 5 though that's the same problem with the sequel i think gears of war i saw pop up as people saying that got snubbed i still have to play through it and i'm a huge gears fan but i see why it probably wasn't like shaking people, you know, and it wasn't like, Oh yeah. When I think of game of the year, I should think gears of war, but the, the quality of those games has only increased the, the amount of stuff to do. And yeah. has also gone up, but maybe that's not what people think about when they think of game of the year. And honestly, I do think you can see devil may cry five, probably winning the action game. It better. I mean, or it's se- going against, you know, like call of duty, astral chain. I think um, Sekiro, Apex, but is Sekiro on there? No, then it's Gears and Metro Exodus. Okay, Sekiro's action adventure. Yes. And which I will say, I'm not a huge Souls fan. Sekiro felt good, and they they fixed a few of the problems I've always had with the Souls franchise, so I'm happy to see that get a little love. But again, that came out earlier in the year. I yeah. wonder if that came out in October, if people would be like, oh my gosh, Game of the Year contender. Like, they would be, because I don't think it got nominated for Game of the Year, did it? No, Sekiro, yeah. It oh, did. Did, oh, it got on there? Okay, okay, oh, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, but I don't think it's going to win. Yeah, and that's. I think that goes into as well, because like you said, you're not really like a Souls fan. Like I even said earlier, like I'm not into those games myself. Like It's more of a niche market. You yeah, know, it's tougher sure. to appeal to the, the broader audience. 
However, I do think that that is like the action adventure category. That's actually very interesting to watch. I think it's hilarious that Link's Awakening got thrown in yeah, there. It's going against it's going against Sekiro. It's going against Resident Evil Two, Death Stranding, Control, and Borderlands Three. I honestly think action adventure game is probably a toss up between Control and Sekiro because yeah. I because those are games where they're both in Game of the Year, but I think Control actually might have a chance to be that underdog that wins Game of the Year. However, I think this is where we'll more than likely see one of those two games get their recognition. So you'll sure. see either Sekiro or Control maybe take home action-adventure game. It would be super cool if Control was able to pull off Game of the Year because like, what little I did play of that game, it's super innovative. Like It's very entertaining, wild combat. Um, however, it's going up against some tough ones for Game of the Year. Yeah, was that another, is it kind of linear too? Is it kind of like, you know, uh, from what I've heard, a lot of it like Quantum Break-ish Yeah, it's very, it's, okay. it's very much a linear game, yeah. which I think, you know, give us more of those sometimes. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy myself an open world game for sure, but every now and then, like, give me a nice like 10 to 15 hour game I can just get through. <laughs> well, I think sometimes people are afraid that their mechanics aren't fun enough in the linear games yeah. to be enjoyable. So that's where like Control or Devil May Cry can get away with it because they're like, yeah, our game is fun and we know it. And yeah, you're walking yeah. in a straight line for the most of the time, but there's a reason because like the other stuff is that good. I feel like since we're here, we should just talk about the game of the year. Sure, so, that's fine. <laughs> what, because uh, I know you had mentioned the, what kind of goes into, you know, the game of the year, like your choice of it. So for you personally, yeah. like, what are you looking at for your game of the year? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I had to kind of think back to it because I, it was really fun to get to play the last kingdom hearts. I don't know yeah. if that's a game that I'll keep talking about though. Uh, and devil may cry has always held a special place in my heart. So I obviously have a bias there. I have to yeah. kind of recognize that. I am really sad this year because I wanted Ghost Recon Breakpoint to be a game that made me think like that's game of the year material and it has not been and the yeah. fact that that is on there for best <laughs> multiplayer game is ridiculous like I saw yeah. that I was like you've who I was like can we can we get a pull of the judges quick like just be like who here has actually played Ghost Recon as yeah. a group how <laughs> four people like please help me uh like I want to know but uh yeah for me and i can't i just wish it's like iceborne came out and i i'm not gonna say that because iceborne is an expansion for monster hunter and i love 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 that game i put another hundred hours into it because of iceborne yeah. like it's that good but for me right now i'm looking at like i am looking at devil may cry 5 and i am looking at star wars jedi fallen order and those games to me are the ones that have jumped to the forefront yeah. Again, those are third-person action games. Uh, I don't ever think of the new Call of Duty as being a game of the year contender. I want to play Gears because I would love to be like, yeah, Gears of War really brought it this year and deserves recognition. Yeah. But it's the fifth one, like Devil May Cry, that people are not going to look at it. So those are the ones to me that I'm looking at. But at the same time, I haven't played through all those really cool indie games, so I can't really you know, say yay or nay. And it's the first time this year I tried Dead Cells, which I feel bad because Dead Cells is an incredibly good game. And like, that, I feel like Dead Cells gets game of the year, even though it's a little bit late. No. Uh, I, know, I still need to play that because I, I can get it on Games Pass now. Dude, so I think it's that's what fun. It's pretty hard, but it's fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And looking at, I haven't played Control. I know a lot of people love Control, but again, that's kind of, I feel like in the second row thing where it's like a niche market of people who really love like the Quantum Break and like kind of weird yeah. third person shooters. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I can't, I don't think I'll buy Death Stranding, like, especially for full price right now from what I've heard. And I don't think they'll change it. Kojima doesn't sound like a guy who's like, I will patch this. He's like, 
No. If anything, I will make it worse. You know, you know he's going to make it like, <laughs> it's his artistic vision. You know, he's like a movie director. I, I would love to see him just make a movie. Like, just make a movie. Kojima. Yeah, that's what like, they're planning on. Kojima yeah. Project- Productions is going to make movies, too. Really? Okay, well, good, good on him. Because they like yeah. that's where his, like, I think that's where his strength lies. And Smash Brothers, I love Smash Brothers. I have a poster I've shown. I've talked about this in my room of Smash Brothers. And I just don't think this is the year for it. And oh, I feel yeah. really bad. And I wish they would have gotten the, the love last year. But I get that's how this kind of works. Like, they don't want to butt it up next to other award shows. But it would just be really nice to like i don't know that it's weird to have that one get in there a little bit even though i think it's deserving of a lot of praise because it's incredibly well polished it's got so much going on for it it's just that was last year to me i'm yeah. sorry like it's like i'm not even thinking about it anymore my, my smash brothers way. switch is collecting dust right here i'm looking at it um, <laughs> i feel bad i'm sorry switch we'll wait till animal crossing huh uh but also pokemon sword and shield uh did that not make the cutoff either no it did uh, not this show man like are but i've heard people have had a lot of problems with that game too so i'm i don't yeah i can't i can't picture pokemon actually being a like a game of the year contender just because like you said with like you know double green cry 5 and gears war 5 this is pokemon like 36 yeah exactly yeah people would be like i I could see it get some nominations for like family game and maybe luigi's mansion also didn't did that not get anything either oh no that's in there for i believe that's in there for family game okay let me see here uh which you know that's another one um yeah i don't know it's been a weird year for games i feel like we're in the slump between the two big years because last year the greatest spider-man game came out and nobody was talking about it like you know what i mean like that's how many good games came out last year but like the best feeling spider-man game and maybe one of the greatest we we talked about it we had a whole spoiler you and i yeah but i mean like when it came time for game of the year awards it was like, well, is it going to be God of War or Red Dead? I think that's what most yeah. people were just like. And it's like, Spider-Man? I was like, it's good, but, like, you know. Yeah, I know. And that's just how... like, that game definitely deserved to be in that conversation. Yeah, and it was such a stacked year that it was like, okay, we've got three or four big hitter contenders. But this year, I don't feel like there's that same zest for it. I, uh, I agree. I actually completely agree. And that's why... I think I'm going to have to stick with what I was saying like back in like July when we did like the year so far and like if we had to pick a game of the year I think I'm going to stick with Resident Evil 2. Like I think That's a good pick, dude. That's it a it solid might pick. do it. So here's the thing. I could like I said I could see Death Stranding winning it. I I don't think they will. I can see them doing it. And honestly a little part of me kind of wants death stranding to win game of the year just so i could watch social media burn down yeah like everyone will lose their minds and it would be very entertaining to me however i really don't think it's going to win game of the year i don't think it does like i said it doesn't do enough of the things that it does well long enough and it does the things that it does poorly too long so while it has a lot of like good roots the finished product isn't game of the year in my mind so I look at Resident Evil 2. Like I said, I think Control could be like that dark horse. Again, I think maybe they get action-adventure. However, The Outer Worlds is one of the only games I've played this year where I just had sheer joy from start to finish. Oh, really? Okay. So it's not obviously nothing like super amazing graphically or any by any means, but... I loved the character interaction. I loved the writing. I loved the worlds that you got to explore. It was like this colorful little areas. Yeah. 
I really thoroughly enjoyed my time with Outer Worlds, so I wouldn't hate it if like everyone decided to just vote for the Outer Worlds and make them the game of the year, but sure. I think I'm going to stick with Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I think that's smart. I've been playing a little bit of Outer Worlds, and I've probably maybe played five to ten hours of it. Yeah. I think it's fine. I just, like, for me... I just want to see what the second one looks like, especially now that they've been acquired by Microsoft, because yeah. I think like, oh, what if this team had time and money and didn't worry yeah. about either of those things? And now that to me is where you're starting to talk about like a game of the year contender, just because like it felt like like just a new age Fallout Bioshock kind of hybrid. Oh, and for sure. And it was so funny because like Fallout 76 trying to like undercut them with like this premium like server service like the day or day before this comes out because they knew that someone was going to make a better Fallout game than they were going to make, which like felt kind of bad because like I know like we know people at Bethesda and like if you want them to succeed, but then you see this other team doing it like better and not yeah. like being weird about it. And they're like, this is just what we we're passionate about this style of game and we're yeah. going to make it and we're going to do it better than other people have been doing it right now and i just want that's cool like i'm i'm excited to see where that team goes because like to me it's like this is just the seed that they've planted and people are like whoa i really love this game and it would be cool it'd be funny if that one won because it's not like you said it's not the most graphically impressive it's not even like the most radical game but if it was just like a good game that one game of the year because it's a good game it is Great. it's just a yeah. good game it's just like, solid yeah it's like the it gives you some like plenty of ways to kind of tackle the tasks like you can talk your way out of just about everything if you do it right or you can make yourself completely dumb and just not be able to talk your way out of anything and, and still have a fun experience that way yeah so i i enjoy that but like the characters your companions like parvati is one of my favorite video game characters. Like I was go, I, I brought her pretty much every single time I could bring a companion, unless I needed like somebody specific to do a quest. I would always have her, and then I'd always like look to her for her opinion on certain things. Like I started to like use her as like my secondhand person, you know. It's just like every time I was about to make a decision, I'd see if I could ask her about it and see what her thoughts were, because I actually did value like this character's input just because of like the way. You know, she's scripted the way she's performed and like the morals that the character had. I was like, wow, like this is one of those moments where I really felt impacted by a certain character in a game. And that kind of brings up, obviously, I'm a big fan of Ashley Birch because she did Aloy and like Aloy is one of my favorite characters. But she's up for the best performance through through Parvati. So it's a tough category. But hey, I think it'd be cool if uh, Parvati got the win there. Honestly, I think Outer Worlds would be a cool win because I feel like that would just be like one that a lot of people would just wholeheartedly agree on because I feel like across the board that game just kind of satisfied the people who played it. I don't I don't see a lot of people who played the Outer Worlds complaining about it, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I think it's just because that it was a good game and it does come kind of not hot off the heels, but it does come right off of the complete kind of crazy continued downward spiral <laughs> of fallout 76 where you think it's done and you're like oh it's done this, it's we're not gonna talk about this giving. anymore yeah and then you're like you just see the headlines pop up you're like oh fallout 76 they're talking about it again and then you look at it and you're like oh my goodness like you really you really are making this worse and then outer worlds comes and it's like hey guys we're just like a chill regular game it's single player and there's no like crazy thing you have to worry about and people are like yeah this is what we wanted and it was like cool here it is you know like <laughs> they didn't there wasn't it wasn't out of nowhere for them to just be like hey we they debuted it back at e3 and there's like here's what it is it's not more than this it's not less than this it's exactly what you expect and that's nice because that does not happen a lot in gaming like sometimes you're just like oh 
Oh, cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, and I, I also enjoyed that it was like this kind of open world game that you could experience without having to devote like 80 hours to it. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. And I know that I read a headline saying like they're scared of taking the second one and making it fully open world. And I think, you know what, just keep to like, if you're passionate about just doing like smaller areas and there's still plenty of just like traversing nothing in that game. Yeah. So like, you don't, don't feel like you have to just like make it an open world to make an open world. Cause that's, I've been working on this for a while, but there's this series I want to talk about. One of the topics is open worlds that are just big to be big and there's nothing in them. It's like, you breath of the wild. Oh, <laughs> He's throwing the shade. I get that. That's, I understand I understand that, uh, but I feel like it's more prevalent in, like, the Just Cause and the, and the Ghost yeah, Recon yeah, and yeah. stuff, where it's like, they want you to do some more traversal, but it's just like, here, you gotta go 12 miles, literal miles in the game, for what? Like, to get a thing oh, yeah. to come back. It's like, like, I just want there to be, I want there to be more things to stumble upon along the way, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I think they found a good sweet spot with it, where there's a lot to do, like, you can go talk to different people to get different quests, in those confined areas and it'll send you to different areas to like finish those quests which i think is cool but it doesn't overwhelm you and it doesn't force you to spend you know too much time in one specific area if that makes sense but i would i would actually be a little wary if they decided to go like full open world because i like the fact that it wasn't because again i like we talk about this a lot like respecting the gamer's time and like i think outer worlds does that better than just about any rpg i've played recently because it it gives you enough to do and enough to satisfy you know that exploration itch where you want to keep doing side missions and kind of put off the main mission so it gives you opportunities to do that especially with all the companion quests you can do um, but it doesn't force you to do too many things you know Um, so yeah I, i would actually be very happy if Outer Worlds kind of took home Game of the Year. I think that'd be a nice little send-off. It might, yeah, for a lot of the sentiment I've heard. I'm just, again, not super familiar with all the judges. So that's kind yeah, of the, yeah. the question about that. I don't know, and I don't think he would do this, but there's still part of me that thinks that, like, if Keeley saw that Death Stranding was going to win, he would almost, like, step in and be like, hey, so Kojima, like, it was going to win, but, like, if we do it, like it's going to delegitimize this whole thing. Like, you know, he's going to be like, I know I don't vote for this. He's just going to be like, we should, you got nominated though. Like, you know, Uh, but I think, I think uh, Outer Worlds has a really solid shot. It's cool to see control up there. But again, I think almost any other year, I don't know if that game or Outer Worlds would be up for this just because of like, yeah, I agree. And next year we'll see. Do you, I wonder if these games coming out early, Final Fantasy seven, cyberpunk, even Avengers, maybe like, will those games still be in the thought? of the judges when it comes time for October, yeah. November, you know, like hopefully like to think that cyberpunk might not be thought about for a game of the year. Oh yeah. Kid. I think people are already like putting that in game of the year. I think so like too, <laughs> but I, I don't want to like, and I love CD project red. I just don't want to like, you know, bury that lead and just be like, yeah, they deserve yeah. a spot. You know, like I want, I want it to be earned. And I think everybody does. And I just, I'm excited that we're getting another year coming up here of like, oh my gosh, like all these games. Not that this year has been horrible. It just feels like comparatively to the last two or three years, it doesn't feel like there's that much of a horse race. It feels like we're getting some weird picks in here because games didn't either A, make the cutoff, or B, just weren't remembered. Oh yeah, I I agree. So I'm interested. I just, I'm still sad about DMC5. I get it. I understand why they didn't throw it up there, but it's just like, eh, or Gears. I'm like, I get that maybe that's not they're not the sexy kind of radical choices and that's okay oh no i i feel you it is it's a weird year because we kind of talked about it a lot throughout the year where 
it never really felt like there were those games that were shoo-ins, you know? And yeah. even now, where we're a couple of weeks away from the actual Game Awards, we have the nominees, and still a lot of, well, you know, I guess every one of these, you, they could win it. So, it, like, last year it was, we knew, like, God of War was probably going to win Game of the Year, and we knew Red Dead was going to win a lot of awards. And so, with like you said, like Spider-Man ended up falling to the wayside for a lot of things, so sad. which was a bummer because yeah. it, it was an amazing game. It wasn't just an amazing you know superhero game. It was just an amazing video game. Yep. And so that one, because it was going against two, I guess, juggernauts that literally just were just freight trains that couldn't be stopped. And so this year, we didn't have that. We don't have those, you know, big heavyweight games that you look at and you're like, yeah, that's the one. There's yeah. a lot of these smaller ones, and that's where I, I, I think there, uh, there's a lot of deserved questioning of why Outer Wilds maybe doesn't get thrown into the Game of Year nomination because this could have been a year that you see like an indie actually sneak away and win that. So there will always be question with that because, like I said, I think you could easily replace Outer Wilds uh, with Super Smash Brothers, like take Smash out of the Game of the Year one just because, like you said, came out last December, and, you know, you look at that and it's like, that's not going to win. So, I don't know. I think there's always going to be, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda for these nominations, as with everything. I do think it actually makes for an interesting award show. I think now with this uncertainty, we have questions. We're not sure what are going to come away as victors. So this actually makes it a little bit more interesting to watch the actual game award show. Yeah. And I think uh, that kind of maybe goes against what I was saying earlier, that smash did get nominated. So I wonder if somebody reminded them that smash was a nomination or a nominee. And that way the judges remembered to do that because that's yeah. the furthest back you could basically go so i guess smash is still in the minds of some of them to some yeah. degree so i i don't know uh and again if you're gonna watch this just remember that if your game the game you love the most doesn't get chosen it's just an award show it does yeah. not mean it's the greatest <laughs> game of this year if it's not the greatest game to you if your favorite game this year is a game that came out two or three years ago guess what that's your game of the year like you or whatever you that is or if there's if the indie games really took you and outer wilds to you is your game of the year guess what that's the most meaningful award, the one that you give it. Not that some jury or bunch of people, some gaming elite who we don't know, and they might not have played all of these games too. Like, think sometimes it's like the movies. They haven't watched all those movies when they nominate them, probably. So it's like they just kind of are like, all right, this is the one that's got the Oscar buzz. It's so like when you watch Oscars, your favorite movie, like Avengers Endgame, it's not going to get nominated for yeah. best drama. <laughs> it's just not because it's an action movie. Is it your favorite movie of the year? Great it's your it's your oscar your you can give them your own award right yeah so uh it's still fun to watch and it's fun to watch the cringe and like all the craziness of like oh yeah here's like hey for the next 20 minutes we're doing a 20 percent deal on gamestop or what like you watch like the little ads and stuff in there so the the whole production is a fun beast to witness especially because it feels like we're still also new to it because like yeah. the movies and the tvs have been doing it for so long but to watch the game awards like do these earnest tries and i really think jeff means the best with yeah, each one of these like I he agree. does try his darndest and man more of that orchestra like playing like the video game scores yeah, like Warren balf favorite yeah so the director from he's the director like composer for like mission impossible fallout he's their director again and that guy is amazing so it's like just 
just crank that stuff more often because like you hear the music from a live orchestra and you're like whoa this song is even better you're like yeah. oh my gosh like playing some persona music you're like what like <laughs> like oh my gosh yeah two years ago even you look at like uh you're talking about games by the wayside um just briefly horizon zero dawn comes out like a month or two before the most anticipated zelda game almost ever that's so yep. similar to it in so many ways and if horizon came out any other year if it came out this year people would be like horizon is a game of the year yeah like shoe in but like i still think it should have won that year but it's a it's a rough year <laughs> zelda man people just love that zelda uh with her yeah, little tell green me about hat it, and she's trying to save the princess <laughs> zelda no um but yeah i i always enjoy watching it and there's a lot of fun little in jokes it is fun to watch celebrities who aren't from the gaming community come and yep. read gaming jokes that have, they have no idea what they're talking about yeah that's they're very like, entertaining it's like oh they got paid to be here like that's <laughs> the like, commercialization baby one of my favorite e3s is when they got zach efron and jamie fox to talk about battlefield <laughs> and oh they turned to God, zach yeah. and i think he's zach he's like yeah it's it's wild or this is a game man this is a game uh yeah yeah but i'm excited when is it uh what's the date for it again december 12th so we got a couple of weeks but i think i think we'll actually you know what after it happens maybe we'll bring you back on and we could we can recap how it all went down i would love to but yeah i think that that's a good spot to kind of wind things down so if you folks out there have any thoughts on the game award nominees or if you've been playing star wars jedi fallen order or death stranding Uh and you'd love to let us know about it give us a call at 347-509-5620 leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on a future episode of the podcast but before we wind down the show, Jimmy, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Where oh. can the fine folks find you out there on the internet? Oh, sure. Well, if you want to find me, um, I'm over at JimmyGood013 on Twitter. Uh, I have it linked to Critical Reviews, which is the YouTube, my humble little YouTube channel that I run. We do a weekly podcast and all that stuff. We have a Patreon, but uh, if you just want to come over, just tweet at me or something. Just, hey, let me know if you enjoyed having me on the show. And not that I need other people to tell me to be back on the show because if steve has a good time then i'll be back as long as there aren't like a ton of <laughs> tweets are like never have this guy on again he's a fool then i'll be like oh, okay uh, i'd be stunned if anybody tweeted if anybody tweets that I, i'm coming after him, it's so. manny it's gotta be it's manny. gonna be manny. Manny's manny's burner account. i'll be like <laughs> exactly it's a smurf account on twitter no uh, that's not how that works but uh if you guys want to support me in any way this week my the only thing i can ask you to do is to check out the plus one player patreon uh please go go support them even more so if you're throwing them a dollar throw them two if you're not throwing them a dollar and you can't throw any money at them please just consider retweeting them telling a friend in person has so much power so please consider just telling that if you're like hey i listen to gaming podcast every week i love these guys just check them out i'll send you the link that can do wonders for small groups such as ours so please support them Thank you so much. You yeah. are the best. That's why we love yeah. having you on. But it has been has been a great time chatting with you. So we do have to start winding down the show. Before we do, we have to shout out Evil Tim Industries for his wonderful sponsorship as well. So Evil Tim, he has got all the packages for your BBs to avoid the BTs after the cataclysmic events. So you can get walking with Evil Tim Industries. More work for your mouth and now for your feet. So shout out Evil Tim. We really appreciate all your wonderful support. And speaking of supporters, last episode of the month. So thank you to all of you amazing Patreon supporters. And you are Alex Mill, Bear Share on Twitch, by the way. Well, is he really on Twitch? We don't know. Blue Electron, Brian Christensen, Carlos Fontes, Corey Porter, Darren Simmons Jr., David Campos, Derek Hauser, Ernesto Martinez, Evil Tim, Greg Kearney, Liz Rodriguez, Maria Dalal, Nerdiest Brands, Rian Maleski, Richard Bresnahan, a.k.a. Toot Loot, our good buddy Toot, 
Sandra, Tambo, Taryn, the better one, Martinez, and of course, the one and only FaZe. Thank you all so much for your support month in and month out. We really appreciate all the love you give us. And if you would love to join that amazing group, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And like Jimmy said, if you're not throwing us a buck, maybe now's the time you start because we'd really appreciate it. It is the season of giving, as they say. Mm-hmm. They do say that. So Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So if you and all your loved ones celebrate it, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you go on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. Give us a like, write us a review, subscribe to us. It goes a long way. We really appreciate the support. And this is going to bring episode 105 to its conclusion. Jimmy, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we hope that you fine folks out there have enjoyed this as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon. Yeah.